Arr, grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshed Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. I've just tried to do a funny start to the show and failed, so uh, <laughs> it's normal service for me. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good. One side of my face is all numb, <laughs> but only because I've been to the dentist, but it'll wear off very quickly. So you're going to be doing your John Hurt, you've been very <laughs> kind, uh, all through the show. Yes. Yes. What's a pip, a f***ing weirdo? Please edit out all my horrible mouth noises, Peter. <laughs> yeah, a bit like that. I'm good, though. And Matthew? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm full and buried in exam madness at the school. And I also I made some kids sit in exam today while the Portugal game was happening. So you can imagine the furore with that. Oh, oh dear. Were you watching it on the sly? I was on my laptop, yeah. Ooh, but naughty. they can't. They've got, they've, got, they've got to take a test. I was watching that at the dentist, actually. It was on a screen, you know, when they have it on the ceiling. Mm. Um, yeah, and the South Koreans were going nuts, weren't they? I know. Oh, you're very lucky, good. though, Kerry. Like, I normally, oh, I don't know if it'd be different than my dentist at the moment with the World Cup on, but normally it's like really, you know, those really breathy acoustic covers of like punk songs and Depeche Mode songs? I like Nouvelle Vague. Yeah, like some kind of loungy jazz version of, mm. you know, Personal Jesus or Too Drunk to <laughs> And you're just yeah. there going, oh, please chase the channel. This is bloody awful. Oh. You know, you're you're pulling four of my wisdom teeth out, mate. Actually, the guy that pulled my wisdom teeth out did it to ACDC, to his credit. <laughs> well, when South Korea scored the winner, I was pointing up at the screen and he was like, I cannot look at the screen. This is a vital moment when he was like drilling my tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Bit silly of me, really. Let's pop an ad in and then we can discuss exactly why um, Pip is worse than root canal surgery or having four of your wisdom teeth ripped out. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Am I being harsh? I thought the scenes with Pip and Stella, I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, there was it something approaching kind of human warmth between the two of them, like plausible friendship? Warmth from Stella. Right. I, 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 you're right. Yeah, they, they were getting along, weren't they? And <clears throat> it sounds like Pip is relying on her. I can't cope very well with how easily Pip feels like she's a failure and why she didn't just purchase something from Amazon, which I looked it up, it's £11.40, the spider outfit. And, you know, she didn't want it to be flammable or 
um, sit at the bottom of the dressing up box. It wouldn't. A kid loves putting on that sort of nonsense, don't they? Kerry, let's just do a little bit of a, a request. Um, script writers, save yourself some cash. Get Kerry to do the fact checking. <laughs> pay, pay her and then you know it's not going to come back to bite you on the arse down the line. Well, I just thought it was a bit overblown as usual with Pip. She just thinks, oh, I'm a failure. I'm, I can't cope. I know I'm supposed to cope on my own, but I'm not doing very well, am I? God. And that she did actually say, I know I'm more supported than a lot of other people. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you bloody are. You barely do anything. And to not be able to spend, it was, well, she spent 20 quid in the end, didn't she? What does she spend money on, Pip? She didn't spend 20 quid because Stella bought it for her. Under oh, that's the, true. Pr- under the premise that she's going to pass it on to her nephew. Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, yeah she's never met a toddler before, has she? It's going to be just as sort of like a gummy set of chocolatey rags by the time. Well, I thought if Rosie's been wearing it, it would be the size of a, king, a kingdom or something. <laughs> well, you think she's like a kind of a, uh, a what's a what's a hat like a hat as a shit? Sorry, it's like a cobbler's last. She sort of stretched out the material. Yeah, poor Bobby will just be sort of sitting in the middle of this vast swathe of <laughs> spider's web, having no fun at all. Well, it's better that than Bobby. Well, I mean, first of all, Stella went round there. I mean, there's a lot of predictions about who would Stella's love interest be. Would it mm. be the daughter or the mother? And everyone's starting to lean toward towards it being Pip now. Why is everyone so certain about this? I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't get it. It is hilarious because there were people on Twitter sort of going, "I think it's outrageous that just because some women are getting on with each other, people start imagining that they're having lesbian affairs." But loads of other Twitter people going, "Oh, it's just us fantasizing. Get over yourselves." <laughs> yeah. You know, not as in sexually fantasizing, but just sort of extrapolating the tiniest bit of a clue and just going completely postal with it. It's also the archers. So any level, you know, you're allowed to you're allowed to do what you want because it's an entirely it's a sort of like a sandbox. It's a play place, isn't it? You're you're not expected to sort of hold the rules of reality real life or reality to it. Pip did say I could kiss you, Stella, didn't she? She did. She said I could kiss you and she said, Oh steady on, it's only some crafty bits. But she took round a bottle of wine as well. And the next thing, you know, she's stuffing Pip's tights. So it could happen. Way. Mm. And we don't we don't know St- Stella's sexuality or anything, do we? No, we don't. Yeah. We don't. I mean, the worst of Pip, and it really is the worst of. Well, I don't want to lump all of. No, no, no I'm going to lump all of Brookfield in with this. It was that point, but particularly Pip, where she said of Rosie not getting the part of sheep. <gasps> she said to Stella, "To really want something and believe it should be yours." And then you can't have it. Like, that's just a horrible feeling. And then she ripped into the other kid, didn't she? She said, oh, she looked so smug getting the part of sheep. And I was like, isn't the sheep? I think when I was doing the nativity, sheep was basically the bit you got if you couldn't act. You just hung yeah. around or you couldn't be trusted to remember your lines. Sheep three. and also in a class of you know 30 or whatever it is nowadays how can you have um you know there's only a a small core of major characters isn't there in the nativity i was always the narrator you have got a very nice voice kerry oh what what were you what were you two were you in the nativity i was a sheep 
Wait. I got the, I got I got the part that Rosie wanted. Yeah, I might have been a king one year as well. But mm. I definitely remember like a big kind of cotton wool affair <laughs> <laughs> going around me. I, did you think it was a bit when Pip went? I was Mary, obviously, and Stella, <gasps> obviously. Yeah. Does this mean that maybe Toby didn't knock her up? Oh, is Fat Rosie the immaculate conceived child? <laughs> Come on, God's got standards, Matthew. You wouldn't. <laughs> Peter, what were you in the nativity? Well, Kerry, I can't remember any roles before my award-winning. <laughs> as, <laughs> um, uh, but that's, that's that's actually genuinely true. I can't. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Like Pip said, it's not a barrel of laughs round here at the moment, as well, didn't she? Why was that, Kerry? <laughs> when was it ever a barrel of laughs? Does that mean we're going Benwards? If we're if we're you know looking at the back yeah. and the lack of laughs. yeah I think so yeah we've just fat shamed a toddler how brutal are we going to be <laughs> about Ben and his lost dog mm, no. you found it harrowing didn't you Kerry I did I did I it was hard listening I I I think Joy was absolutely exactly what you would wish for someone to be like in that sort of situation where someone is really struggling and is in distress uh whereas david he he didn't know what to do or say or anything did he mm. or even really clock that this might be a, a proper episode of some kind i think until right towards the end when they were sitting in the hospital i thought that was well scripted though the david mm. bit, the fact that he was just you know you have these ideas about your friends your family and then, you know, it would take a minute to kind of dismantle those preconceptions and sort of start to sort of go, oh, my God, they're they're falling to pieces right in front of my eyes. That would be very difficult. Mm. It's interesting, though, because David, he took him to the shop, didn't he? He was like, come on, then, chop, chop, in you go. Let's choose a pudding. So even at that point, he wasn't reading the signs of his own child that they were, they're not functioning as they normally do. And one of the things that I noticed in the conversation Ben had with the tutor was that the tutor was picking up on changes in his behaviour. Mm. And that's one of the key things. When you have any mental health training in a workplace or whatever about how to look out for colleagues and so on, one of the most fundamental things is any changes in behaviour um, and to pick up on that. Have you had any veg this week, Kerry? <laughs> Just looking after you, just wanting to make sure. <laughs> yeah. I've lost it. I've lost it. Yeah. I ate a carrot. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I think it's clear that David and Ruth aren't fully really in tune with their boy. And if they if they have some concerns, they don't know how to act upon them, do they? It's also a perfect storm, isn't it? Because they're kind of, uh, com- they've got plenty on their plates. They're well distracted. So it's not like, you know, and also he's just moved out of the house. So for the first time in his life, they don't have him there to kind of keep an eye on. When mm. you were saying about Joy and how amazing she was, it reminded me, have you seen Rob Delaney's been doing a kind of tour of all the chat shows in America? Yes, yes, yeah. with his book about his losing his child. Yeah, obviously yeah. that's, I mean, talk about harrowing, that's like, you know, a whole another level, not just losing a child, but the way it happened as well. Mm. But he, one of the things he's been saying in different ways, and when I say repeatedly, I don't mean that in a sort of critical way, but he's been saying again and again is is how caring for someone who's lost a child or caring for someone who's you know going through some kind of enormous distress is a practical act 
mm. and just saying they're there or, you know, I feel for you or anything like that is absolutely useless. And you really saw that with Joy, didn't you, today? Mm how she rolled up her sleeves, she got stuck in. Every time Ben pushed her away, she kind of gently reinserted herself in, you know, back into the conversation and kind of really, really, yeah, she was fantastic, as you said. Sorry, but I just, I just... Um... No, it's good, it's good. I think, you know, don't be alarmed. It's, it might, well, having said all of this, I think as a parent, if you see your child in such a state, it is distressing and I can't really blame David for not knowing how to handle it. Yeah, he, his diagnosis was, I thought he was just down in the dumps. <laughs> Pull your socks up. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you go to, if you read a Victorian uh, psychiatric journal, which is probably all they got available in Ambridge, you probably would say that. A little bit down in the dumps, opium and cocaine, off to war. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah. It, it's an interesting one all round, isn't it? Because... You know, young male mental health is is a, a big um, talking point. It has been over the past few years. And I do think young men have it difficult with the expectations of what being a man is all about. And especially with the pressures of his family, because he's seen as the golden boy who does no wrong. And uh, was it Pip said really early on in the week, um, you'll be fine, Ben, you always are. Mm. Uh, that is what their perception of him as their son is. And you can be a bit blinded by thinking, you know, I'm a great parent, my kids are fabulous. And you lose sight of these cracks that start to happen if you're too wrapped up in your own stuff. There's obviously a reason that statistic, you know, statistically young men are, are suicide is one of their the mm. highest reasons that they're going to die, like ahead of all kinds of other Mm-hmm. health concerns you know it's not just it's not for nothing um, yeah uh but <laughs> i mean and also it is important it was finally they've taken on one of their really difficult topics which is um that you know i mean it's abortions are so easy on women it's the men who suffer and i'm <laughs> really glad that they, <laughs> they've inv- investigated that <laughs> yeah sensitive topic i mean obviously i'm joking <laughs> but yeah i did think that mm. i did think that today when he was sorry was it yesterday when he was with chelsea and i was, I was like yeah Okay, Chelsea has every right to turn around and go, okay, yeah, you can do one. She was very restrained. It's not just the abortion, though, is it? I know you're quite right, Peter. And I think Saar, for all to see on Twitter, she put something along those lines about, oh, they're making it about the man again, when actually Chelsea's coping supposedly, apparently, really well with this and said she's just cracking on and seeking other distractions and things to focus on mm. kerry talking mm. of um young men who um exhibiting sort of strange signs matthew's been quiet for about seven minutes maybe we should check out checking on. i think it's our fault yeah, it is, it? yeah. yeah. Matthew, you're yeah. right is there anything you want to tell us about no i'm okay uh, i was just thinking actually um someone who i went to school with called Gemma did a really good uh thing called the man down program where she interviewed quite Mm -hmm. prominent people in the music industry about how they coped with like mental fatigue and stress and mental illness and it yeah you can find them on instagram man down program i think it's got i think they actually ended up bringing out a documentary about it that was screened somewhere i'll do a little bit more research and dig it up but you can find that on instagram yeah very good i know they interviewed jeff barrow from porter's head i think they got the guy from idols on there as well i think Pretty good, yeah. Um, so anyone, yeah, any no, I was just thinking anyone mm. 
listening who's feeling that way you know mm. that's the, i mean that's the thing as well i, I saw that the the rob delaney stuff and he said sometimes you just need someone to come around and do your laundry and cook yeah yeah because you're just you're just sat there in a fog aren't you this is it being um practical factual i was going to say normal but that's the wrong word to use in this situation but um i can remember i had panic attacks for a period of my time my life um and then they passed it was a long time ago but the thing that most helped was when someone who was with me was absolutely normal and just talked about very matter-of-fact things. It was almost grounding. I don't know if either of you had panic attacks. And I know this isn't panic attacks. It's something much, much bigger, isn't it? I used to get them um, like very like A-levels uh, mm. time. I got really, really stressed out and had no concept what was happening. And the first time I had a massive one was in psychology class of all places, mm. you know, so it was, and I just had to pick my stuff up and leave. And the, the, my lecturer at the time, she immediately clocked what was happening was like, no, mm. it's okay. Just go, just go. And yeah, that was like a good. They're quite scary, aren't they? Like you, you sort of think, you think you're going to die. You think you're going mad. Like, yeah, it's hard to explain it. Nobody can tell you that it's, that it's not happening to you because it is very real at that time. Mm. But I, I, I spoke to quite a lot of people who just opened up and were like, yeah, I've had those for ages. And I was just, the, yeah. I was just breezing along through life. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, just to, just to lower the tone a bit, I'm a little bit annoyed because I've gone too early two weeks in a row with gags because three weeks ago when Peter <laughs> wasn't here, I said, hopefully one day Leonard will, um, paint the hen house Leonard, and I call Cohen. Him Leonard Cohen yeah. and last week I said Ben had um, post-traumatic best disorder and this week he actually got it <laughs> are you actually on the script writing team <laughs> I wish I was I, I, what would I have lift what would I have lifted out of this week's oh. if I was on the if I was on the script writing team you can do it by days can um, you Sunday <laughs> Sunday <laughs> today oh, well actually just for a second yeah. Mm. Well, how do you feel how Jazza handled Ben at the door? I mean, 7.15 at night is not late, is it? No, I didn't like that. I thought, let Ch Chelsea decide who she wants to see and doesn't want to see. And I get he's trying to be protective of Chelsea because of what she's been through. But I thought it was very OTT. And Ben was perfectly fine at that point, wasn't he? Just, hello, I've come to see Chelsea. I didn't like how Jazza did that. There are lots of things that I don't like that Jazza does, <laughs> to be honest. And Tracy might be marrying him by the look of things now. It was just one of those situations where, and I know I say this a lot, I didn't catch up with the archers until today. Mm. And I thought the reaction to what was happening to how Jazza treated Ben, I thought something really extreme had happened, like Jazza had almost threatened him. So I did feel that people took it a little harshly, but I, I think I was expecting worse. And then I heard it and I was like, okay, mm. it's not that bad. He's just being a little bit overprotective. Mm. Yeah, but I, I think I felt for Ben though, like he's turned up. Yeah, I don't know. Ben isn't evil, is he? You know, just... I think every, everyone was, I mean, can I, I got to sympathise with Chelsea as well. No one wants to see anyone Spotify wrapped for sake. Why is he coming around <laughs> talking about playlists? Yeah. That was strange, wasn't it? Have you ever have you ever listened to an album and picked songs and made oh, a playlist? That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, which I guess was the point of the mm. point of the scene. I mean, my my problem with the whole thing is that 
So when Jim had his very traumatic experience, I was fully there to, you know, listen to uh, to the pain he was going through and sympathise. But because it's Jim and I like Jim and I've enjoyed Jim's company relentlessly. And, you know, I think it's like I said with Helen, no matter how traumatic what Helen went through was, I could never really be anything but like, come on, Rob, just get, get away, take the kid. Because I always just found Helen so annoying because it is a fake show. And I'm afraid I'm the same way with Ben. I found him so relentlessly annoying. So when he turned up at the door, all I'm like is, oh, God, Ben. Like, oh, God, we're going to have 10 or 20 minutes of Ben today. And then he's in the room with Chelsea. So when he finally broke down and had mm. the, 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 you know, the scene and Joy and David really acted their socks off. And, you know, like I was really invested in Joy's reaction. But I was just like, yeah, oh, God, more Ben, more bloody Ben, because we've had so much of him. So sorry to be a curmudgeon. Mm. I know everyone's heard me say this a hundred times, but I just couldn't I just couldn't get worked up. So with the Jazza thing, listening to you talking now, so this is the point about Jazza, listening to you talking to now, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, she, yeah maybe Jazza was a bit heavy-handed. Whereas actually, f- when I was listening to it, it was like Jazza was like my voice in the show, like, piss off, Ben, get away. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean there is there is no better way to get rid of someone than just saying I'm going to have a bath. <laughs> They've got to leave at that point, haven't they? They're, unless they're going to sit you sit and watch you in the bath and continue chatting. You've got to go. Why do you think he did go? That weird bit where he said um I don't know, you might have some idea. You know about hair, shampoo, conditioner, and then I thought he was going to say she's worth it. But I think he said uh, she deserves it. Was what she said. I was like, the scriptwriter must have been itching to put that in. It doesn't doesn't Ben? Didn't Ben just want her to say you're a good man? They're there. Yeah. You've done nothing wrong, and to sort of salve some of these kind of senses senses of inadequacy and underperformance that he's got. Yes, yes, definitely. That's why I asked. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Which is why he, what he was saying about um, Bess at the end, wasn't it? How. He feels he's letting everybody down, doesn't he? That was he? a bit on the nose. Mm. Uh, the the writing there, you know, like yeah, mm. like Bess as the avatar for all of his other concerns. Yeah, it's quite it was quite grim, wasn't it? I, I'm looking forward to the um, Christmas Carol Chronicle rap battle wedding, <laughs> <laughs> where Jill is doing her Christmas Chronicle about twee Christmases and David was saying, well, they weren't all that. <laughs> they weren't all that. And I can remember some really terrible ones. And I'm going to write my own version, actually. Yeah. yeah. This is a weird week because this is, again, I was quite, I liked David's sort of um, decision to cook the meal. I liked David all week, actually. A sentence I never thought I would say. But wasn't it quite likeable how he was like, well, I'll do it. About bloody time, isn't it, as well? Very true. But, you know, yeah i know what you're saying it's good it's good that he's doing it definitely good well done you are cooking a christmas dinner um but they have been married how long and 30 plus years there was that point where joy when going back to the ben scene earlier there was joy said to david at the end of tonight's episode did you get through to ruth i thought he was going to be like no i've been trying for about 35 years joy (laughs) hasn't, hasn't really happened and they were joking that, oh, are you going to make spag bol or cheesy beans on toast? So he's obviously, his repertoire is very limited. Oh, that sounds quite nice to me. My dad, my dad had that one year. He forgot to defrost the turkey and he ended up having to eat. Um, him and his partner had sausage and mash because he, uh, he forgot to take the turkey out of the freezer before going on a shift. 
Mm. It, but David went hunting around for <laughs> Jill's cookbook, didn't he? But he ended up with uh, Jill and Leonard's self-penned erotica, Fifty Shades of Sprout. <laughs> Cheesy Sprout sounds quite nice to me. Yeah, sprouts would bake. I don't know. I mean, I, co- I, I cooked some here a couple of years ago for people who'd never had traditional yeah. Christmas dinner. And one vegetarian at the table, so they had to have the sprouts without bacon. And they were just like, I don't like these at all. And everyone else at the table was like, because you're not eating the bacon, that's why. <laughs> mm. I think something will happen, won't it, where he can't do it or Jill will come in and save it or something. This is all leading up. Christmas is going to be wild. I think Ben will top himself. Or um, like, you know, or he just doesn't understand, like he's meant to be, I don't know, he'll accidentally cook Bess or something, won't he? It'll be a bloody disaster. <laughs> and then Tracy and Jazza will get married during the Carol Concert Chronicle thing, won't they? How to do it for free. Just sort of like, you know, dovetail it onto another proceeding. Yeah, turn up in the barn where there's already a do going on. <laughs> or just do it in one of the warm banks. Yes. The pub. Of which there are of which there were a million there. And then like all of the horror bins piled in tonight, didn't they? Mm. Or not tonight, was it? I don't know what night it was. Oh, the other night, yeah. They also one was doing the homework, one one was doing uh, manicures. Yeah, Chelsea was like doing everyone's hair and nails and everything like this, and then um, and then Bert was sat downstairs like demanding waiter service, despite not buying any drinks. Do you think Jolene would be quite so dictatorial? Mm, probably not, but it's an image on a stick, isn't it? That's why they've got her doing that. Yeah. Because they have to set her, they have to set her against Fallon, being like, "Hey, man, come in. We're just mm-hmm. going to chill in this choir." And like, and then Jolene's got. I mean, I tell you what, choir singing. I don't mind it. I, I remember years ago I was in Bristol and I, it was before I left England and I just couldn't get into the Christmas spirit. And then one time I was walking through St Nicholas Market and there was a bunch of choir singers and it was about two days out from Christmas, and like it just hit me. But that choir singing they were doing tonight was like nails on a blackboard to me. Did not enjoy it. They didn't half whiz that up quick, didn't they? That they were all singing. There seemed to be about 50 of them singing. Where where have they come from? Also, Jolene's level of um, direction seemed pretty full on for someone who's, for, you know, a group that's only been there. Sopranos, um, do I need to seat you with someone else? Um, you know, mezzo-sopranos, can we uh, lift, you know, some altissimo, altissimo, you know, it's all a bit over the top. Yeah. Hey, yeah. what do you think about, uh, I'll be slightly before leaving the choir thing, but Jill um, dissing Jolene and saying, yeah, you're all right, but I, I'd rather spend time with Leonard. That's just, uh, it, it's, it's keeping, it's continuity, isn't it? She's an absolute cow. Yes. So, yeah, more Jill being Jill. What I was going to say is about Mick and Joy and the choir off. What do you think about him having said he loves Joy? It's out there now, isn't it? I mean, mm. there was a bit of an awkward moment earlier where it was she, they were doing the dishes and they had a quiet moment and that awkward silence. And then she said, oh, I'm going to leave these to soak. And there was another moment where it felt like they were going to kiss and then the chicken beeped which is always awkward. <laughs> I think they did snog. And then the beeping saved them, didn't they? 
Which is weird. Why would you want... Joy seemed to be relieved that the beeping had happened. Yeah, well, she said, I don't want it to dry out. I presume she was talking about the chicken. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 We, we we were quite conscientious for a long time this week. Come on. No, that was a good one. Vaginal, vaginal dryness. Yeah, I, you know, I know. So we all have our roles, right? You know, Matthew's just done his, obviously. Um, <laughs> Kerry does extreme detail and I go for unnecessary forensic scripting <laughs> thoughts, right? Mick, they can't have invested getting Mick into the village for it not to be a relationship that lasts. It doesn't make any sense. So mm. I think it's going to be a way, I think Joy's reluctance to say I love you is all tied into this Rox, Rochelle, Roxanne, Roxanne, whatever her name is. Rochelle. Well, yeah. That's what she's going to do at the, the, the chronic Christmas, isn't it? She's going to, I think she's written, penned something called The Riddle of Rochelle. She's just going to come on stage and make up a load of stuff with your... Oh, yeah. She's written something, hasn't she? I forgot about that. I thought Mick's accent was a bit all over the place. And then I nearly got, um, I nearly tried to make my Nick, in, my friend Nick into my Nick into a, our Geordie correspondent and get him to listen to it. But did you think he, do you think he's an actual Geordie or a Mackham or? Oh, Mick, I don't think he's either of those things, is it? No, he's not a Geordie, I don't he's think. He's from the Northeast, isn't he? Or supposed to be? Yeah, but he, I don't think he is. I think he's like somewhere in the, the, the outliers of Greater Manchester, isn't he? Oh, okay. I was getting, I was, I was getting strong northeastern vibes from his accent, but that's my point. Maybe I thought he was kind of like heading across the Pennines, somewhere between Manchester and Yorkshire. I thought, but oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I was getting more, more, more easterly, but I couldn't really peg him. Do you think when he sings the Eagles, he does it with a an accent? <laughs> Teagles, they're called. Well, I'm not, I'm not a Mick fan so far. Are you at a point where you're able to walk back your fear that you might be like a kind of a almost a titchener or a domestic violence kind of character? I've forgotten I said that. Well, it hasn't occurred to me again, so I guess I'm. I guess I must be completely relaxed about it now. But it did. I did feel very worried about it. I wasn't alone. Like when he... yeah, because his temper was showing, wasn't it? A little bit. Yeah, it was damaged pride, wasn't it? After the fact that Joy had opened up to Lee about mm. how he'd bear it all i mean i guess that makes sense that he would be upset and you can hear that joy and him are progressing aren't they he's round there for tea she cooked a roast dinner they wanted to spend time together in the choir and mm. they thought it would be a nice t- so they're spending a lot more time together and a snogging and he said he loves her. he gets a very different version of joy doesn't he like you look at the version of joy that we remember from getting a kit off to sort out you know to save oh, yeah. rob not rob sorry <laughs> <laughs> um uh, you know rob obsessed tonight yeah. well bring him back i mean i you know i mean he it would be quite fun to have him back but um you know the joy we love the joy we've, we've grown to know you know playing with the kids and being a fun neighbor and mick gets a very different version she's quite stern with him she's quite school marmish every now and again Mm. Not at the outset, though. I mean, that was the whole thing, wasn't it? They were having great crack in the pub to the point where Pat thought she was there to rescue Joy, and Joy was like, "No, you can, you can off now, Pat." Yeah, his terrible jokes. She was like, (laughs) Uh, "Yeah, she wanted, she wanted a bit of Mick at that point." This week, she had been quite harsh with him. 
I mean, it's good for her to be wary and do things in her own time. But is this some sort of germ of a reason why she's reticent? What will it be? She's heard his band. Are you looking forward to the Christmas concert, lads? Only if Mick's solo is... Uh, I think there's going to... Do you think they're all just going to come together in the end and everything's going to be fine? Of course, yeah. Um, I heard An- Anthony... You're eating, Terry. No, it's my cheek is... Oh, numb. sorry. Why are you so horrible, Matthew? Yes, I'm sorry. Leave me alone. Sorry, I feel bad now. No, it's because half the inside of my mouth is still numb. I'm sorry. For the record, I'm never, ever going to miss an opportunity to do an elephant man impersonation, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I am not an animal. I hope we don't end up on some really obscure Reddit post with people complaining that we were mocking John Merrick. <laughs> oh, <hey>, Matthew. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I heard Andonis Anthony on a Radio 4 thing this afternoon, and part of me, my heart sang to hear him in another thing. But I felt sad at the same time that he wasn't in the arches anymore. Mm. Well, I mean, talking of someone who was good when someone else was having a panic attack, Russ with Elizabeth when they were in Underwoods. Yes. Remember? Yeah, that got. Well, I think one of us mentioned it, but that got conveniently forgotten, didn't it? For when uh, Elizabeth was mm. by a lot of people on Twitter, and then Elizabeth when she was like, "Well, I'm quite glad he's gone." It's like just a second. You, mm. you, you were leaning on him quite heavily when everyone else had forgotten about you. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Bring back Russ. Bring back Rob. Bring back Russ. <laughs> the three R's. Who's the Who's the third R that we'll bring back? Uh, well, that's um, one for the ages. Yeah. Well, Rex came back this week, so they've done something more. <gasps> yeah. Oh yeah, Rex, Rex. Rex. He was lovely, wasn't he? Mm, nice to hear from him. I, I think Rex is bloody great. Honestly, he lives on a boat. He's got a fairy like reindeer. He's going to end up buying twenty pound costumes for Rosie, isn't he? Oh, I bloody hope not. Please, please, please don't ruin Rex with Pip or anything. Him and Stella. Although, is the age is, is how does the age work out for those two? Mm, not sure. Not sure. I think it's about te- a decade. I think. But he, you know, he tried to get Ben to go fishing, didn't he? And is properly concerned. He did have to be nudged slightly, but he wasn't aware. Mm. Yeah, I mean, is he as blind to the signs as David, though? Because he said to Pip, he enjoyed fishing last time we did it. And my memory was just Ben sat there going, I haven't caught anything. Everything's terrible and I'm a coward. <laughs> it's like, that's enjoying it. And then crushed a beer can. and On the cans. <laughs> he had a great time. Yeah, I forgot about that. But anyway, big up Rex. Love him. And Stella. I, I absolutely yeah, more adore her. Just to quickly um, round up the Christmas uh, choir wedding-y thing. Mm. If they did a year, because we always slag off the Christmas entertainment, right? It's it's almost you know part of being an Archers fan is to absolutely loathe their attempts at sort of doing a, you know one of Linda's plays or whatever. Mm. Uh, if one year they didn't do it and they just carried on as normal through the festive season, they're just like, oh, look, it's Christmas. We're doing Christmassy stuff. And then you know, here comes a 2023, would you really care? I mean, do you, or do you think we'd actually be like, oh, you know? I definitely wouldn't miss it at all. No. The best thing that they can be doing out of any of those shows is a carol concert. So hopefully that's all all right. But what I would really prefer is to visit each of the households having their Christmases. Oh, like your Marley's Ghost? Yeah, just to hear them round the dinner table, on the sofa in front of the TV, 
whatever they're doing. I'd, I'd rather hear like little snatched conversations, passing around the quality street, a few moments of... of... Well, Jill is Scrooge. Ben is Tiny Tim. Um, yes. Jim is uh, Jim is the one of you know he's the one of the good ghosts. Is best the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's best, what I would maybe like. Best you know, can like be the hearing... turkey. <laughs> like imagine like the different Christmases. How different it would be. Really fascinating. Like imagine Vince and Beth at their house it'd be bloody awful i bet about who's got the biggest yeah. present and stuff um and, and you know good old brad and chelsea saying we don't want presents and you know having a chicken is fine and jazz is going to get them cheap pork and i didn't understand why tracy was going to get the veg now and freeze it really because that's what delia told her to do but what does she mean i think she means I hope she didn't mean just buy frozen veg, which if she did mean it, that's fine. But I thought she meant that she would buy fresh veg, mm. cook it, and then freeze it, and then just have it ready to go on the day. Okay. Is that a thing? If you, do, I mean, do well, Delia do doesn't fucking do it, does she? She well, just no. tells, she very... just tells other people to do it. I mean, G- Delia's probably Delia's too busy like rolling around the pitch on Carrow Road. She doesn't know what's oh, yeah, going on. I would on. love to have spent Christmas with Delia. Yes, be having Who would have ever imagined that Delia Smith was that much fun? Imagine that was great, her wasn't house. it? Bloody hell, you know, all the brandy sloshing around. I reckon that's, mm. there's, no din- there's no dinner bell at Christmas Day. She just get, mics herself up and screams that from the <laughs> East Wing. Where are you? Is, it, is there a dinner bell at your house? There isn't. There's a gong. I, I I hope there is, but um, there isn't. There isn't, is there? No, joking? there isn't. It's normally me just saying dinner's ready, and then everyone mm. just takes five hours to come to the table. Maybe because my cooking's like David's. I don't know. Mm. But the present thing, you know, I liked that. They don't need presents, and when the kids are grown up, it's all fine, isn't it? We're we're just doing a secret Santa between me, the two, my two kids, and my mother, just the four of us. We pulled the names out of a hat at the restaurant on my mum's birthday and we're each just spending 40 quid on one of the other four. That sounds ideal. That's it. I'm having, um, I'm having not problems, but uh, I've accidentally spoiled Cyrus. <laughs> so uh, I'm desperately trying to teach him that Lego doesn't just fall from the sky constantly because basically I've been buying it for myself. <laughs> he now thinks that Lego just, you know, Every day is a new Lego set day. Not quite, but, you know, almost. Are you getting him some yeah. Christmas Lego then? Yeah. Uh, it's for, it is for you, isn't it? That response says everything. <laughs> Are you getting you some Christmas Lego, Peter? No, no, I'll get some, I don't think there's any need. There'll be plenty of Legos <laughs> sloshing around. What theme is the Lego that he likes? Well, Cause they... my son wants to be a ninja. So it's uh, all Ninjago which I, I don't necessarily approve of, but I'm not going to be one of those parents that tries to convince my child he likes something, you know, likes something else. I don't know what a ninjago is. Uh, just there's certain things in life, Kerry. If you don't know, you're better off as you are. I will just okay. carry on as you <laughs> carry on as you are. Should we chuck an advert in and then? Um... Yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If anyone wants to get rid of the ads, go to patreon.com forward slash the cider shed. Uh, any help very gratefully received. Um, and Kerry, if people want to chat to us on Twitter, where do they go? At the Cider Shed Pod. We're still on Twitter. Uh, the, the whole thing about Twitter disappearing seems to have calmed down a little bit, although I did archive my entire Twitter history the other day, just in case. Um, <laughs> my yep, God. I did. Listen, it was offered as a thing, and I thought I'm hitting that. Well, Kerry, I'll put it on a um, uh, I'll put it on a gold um disc, like one of the ones they sent to space, and we can we can post it to the Smithsonian. Yeah, I'm going to bury it in a time capsule. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, Haven't you already got a bunch of gold discs that you stole off like a 1970s Radio One DJ? Yeah, Creole and the coconuts. Ah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Don't get me in trouble with them again. Keep going, <laughs> Kerry. Oh God, yeah, um, yeah. It's growing still there on Twitter, 2,743 followers, and everyone is bloody marvellous there. We haven't got any new review- reviews, unfortunately, this week, so please do um, get your digits out and send us some words on the old, um, is it Apple? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, all the instructions are on the podcast description. For all of the podcasts for the last however yeah. many tens of weeks. So if that you do want nice. a blow by blow um, uh, description on how to do it, just click on the link there and you should be fine. So, Matthew, Facebook, Instagram, what's the deal? Okay, we've got a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast, and we've got an Instagram, which is the same as our Twitter handle at the Cider Shed Pod. Uh, we have 579 followers on the Instagram now. So, and we're, we're about to make our 80th post. And we got um, we got all up in the mentions with um, Joshua Riley, who plays Paul, because I was sharing the fact that I have a, an expansive Diana Ross collection that was passed down from my mum as well. And, uh, he, he was all over that. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, 
Christine McVeigh as well from Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac often get a mention on this podcast for reasons <laughs> reasons Fleetwood Mac probably wouldn't like, but we, we paid tribute to her in our own little way, didn't we, on the Instagram. Are you mm. going to quote your mum's WhatsApp message, Matthew? Uh, my mum was the one that broke the news to me that Christine McVeigh died. And I said that, like, God, that's terrible. <laughs> and she said, I hope she didn't hear that I beat you up to tango in the night. <laughs> I don't often laugh out loud, but I was, yeah, rolling around. <laughs> I was quality moment. I'm not sure if my mum was suggesting that that's what finished her off. That she finally, like, heard the podcast and thought that. <sighs> I saw a very good description today of the fact that Christine McVeigh basically you know, um, wrote, you make loving fun with her new husband, which then became a massive hit. And then her old husband was forced to play it every night on stage. Um, They said someone, so it's basically the equivalent of going up on stage and saying, um, this next song's about a guy who can really lay pipe. Unlike that bloke over there who's about to play (laughs) bass on it. (laughs) Lay pipe. I would have thought if your mum was going to beat you to any song, the chain would have given her a better rhythm to kind of really, you know. And it's got that tease bit at the beginning where there's a total change and it gives you a chance to run. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Formula One music kicks in. And we had a we had a large we had a large oval flower bed at the foot of our at the end of our garden. And I used to work I used to figure out if I could hit a certain pace and anticipate which direction they were running in. I could keep avoiding them. And then one day my dad just leapfrogged over the flower bed and caught me. God, what a world you lived in. I have to state, it wasn't violent. I'm just joking. (laughs) We were just messing around, except if Fleetwood Mac was playing. But the speakers Mm. couldn't reach to the garden at that time. Yeah, the plans for Basingstoke 19th of December are uh, non-existent, aren't they? Well, at this point, yeah. But as you know, like I'm I'm flying into Bristol on the... 17th but the next day is the world cup final yeah which which could end up being england brazil brazil just lost but that probably didn't make make any any difference difference, does it yeah because i received i received a whatsapp as we were recording this saying if i scream what if brazil score you have to edit it out and i was like it doesn't seem to have been a problem no (laughs) will you watch the england game on sunday lads uh I'm. I have a. When England, when the Euros happened, have I said this on air? When the Euros happened, I was really conflicted about England winning, because I didn't want to give the Tories any good news. I didn't want the. I didn't want the Tories to get like a World Cup. Sorry, a Euro bounce or a World Cup bounce. Hmm. So the further England go in, the more nervous I'll get because I don't want Rishi in his. I don't. Th- I think people. I think enough people have wised up now. You think I can just support yeah. England now without worrying? You can, yeah. They just lost the uh, by-election, didn't yeah. they? Oh, so I would like to, because I really, really like the England team. I like, I mean, the men playing for the England team. Yeah. Harry Maguire. I really, really like, and Harry Kane. Apart from the two Harrys, I really, <laughs> I really like the England team. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, even Mason Mount, I quite like. Yeah, I've got, I've got, a, I had a weird um, vision today that it'll end up England, Brazil in the final. And it'll be neck. It'll be like one-one, and in some deep, deep, deep in injury time, Mason Mount will score a late winner for England. He'll be like Jeff Hurst, being absolute shite all the way through to the yeah, final. Despite being quite average. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, all your predictions in the archers come true, so maybe that one will as well. Yeah, I mean, everyone's. It's it's yet to be seen, isn't it? I don't want to drag us back into the archers that much, but everyone's really running with the Vince is the buyer of the land now, which I thought. Yeah few weeks ago he might be 
Well, I will be back in love with Vince if he's the one buying it. That's a class move. That's if you're going to, you know, that's, that's some quality shithousery. Yes. Yeah, because he hasn't been in his right mind recently. And one of the things I forgot to mention last week was uh, one of his most unreasonable demands was that David buy a round in the pub. He obviously doesn't know this man at all, does he? He doesn't pay for his own bloody drink. So um, are you going to watch it in the pub, Kerry, talking of buying around? Oh, I'll be on my sofa. Yeah, here. that's a good place to be. Yeah. I can't watch it at yeah. home because my um, darling little boy does not think – he doesn't rate the England team as much as he rates Ryder and his crew on Paw Patrol. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to find a way of watching Can you have some sort of headphones and a tablet? Yeah, I need to get it worked out. Yeah. Peter, I'm I'm going to send you a little game that I play with the very young kids called World Pup Soccer, and it's a penalty shootout with dogs. I think you'll enjoy it. This could be be my perfect kind of um, gateway drug to get Cyrus involved. Perfect. Does, yeah. does it involve you and a puppet, Matthew? <laughs> it doesn't. It's it's oh. pups, as in like they're little dogs. Unfortunately, I, w- I wish. I mean, maybe one day I'll. I, I was thinking of doing like some Ambridge Vox pops on our Instagram with the different puppets talking. What's that, Mister Weir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, guys, have a lovely week. Mm. Um, I, yeah. Do you think we? Do you think we trod the right line between sincerity and our normal nonsense? 100%. Good. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I think we were quite quite tame this week. Yeah, well, it's a, tr- it's a tricky subject and I wanted to, you know, uh, I know yeah. you wanted to be respectful, um, mm. but it's also, yeah, it's quite, it's, 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 it's been a bit of a mad couple of weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. My anaesthetic's worn off. We, we'll be the judge of that, Kerry. <laughs> My anaesthetic's worn off, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, See you next week. There was, there was a big old slurp about <laughs> Two minutes ago, I have to say. I'm sorry. Uh, well, actually, it probably makes it quite easy because whoever edits it has got an excuse <laughs> to leave all that stuff in. It's like, oh, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have a good one, guys. Bye. See everyone. Bye. Hang on.